McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. It's much like hockey. It's much like basketball. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match. Get in on all the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. All throughout the week, that's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. is possible i think that's the point we're at right now for montreal if you got carry price in net and if you can get him going you're going to have a chance what's going on cody james and world talk your part presented by lord co auto parts coming to you live Habs Bolts post game show montreal takes it 3-1 let us know your thoughts in the comments you got a chance to win an entry here pro rock hockey stick we're giving one away in the stanley cup finals comment of the night yeah, you're getting entered to win some sweet swag from Pro Rock Hockey Sticks as well. Let us know anytime we're on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. I'm on Twitter personally at Janner31, and I want to know your thoughts. Game four, what a thriller. I, I, I'm sick of people going, what a terrible series. Oh, it's been a snooze fest of a Stanley Cup final. Can't believe we're getting a sweep. I don't know. Is it because we've got a Canadian team that I'm enjoying it this much? Call me crazy, but but I really think that this has been a good series up to this point. Sure, we've only got one overtime. Some of the games haven't been as close as some people like. But again, you've got an absolute underdog in the Montreal Canadiens. They shouldn't be here. They don't hold a candle to the roster that Tampa Bay has. And they're grinding. They are just grinding their way through. And I think I brought it up on Twitter earlier today. That was... This was the meanest they've played, and I really believe that. This was a different Montreal squad we saw today. This was a team who came out, they had a little extra piss and vinegar, they went to battle, and they said, you know what, we're going to leave it all on the line in this game. I like that. I can respect that. Josh Anderson, what a goal. What an effort. It starts in the D zone. (laughs) What more can you say about the guy? I mean, Anderson was clutch. You run into a tough circumstance. Pat Maroon, what a play by Matthew Joseph to tie it up. Shout out, just going through World Hockey Report overtime challenges right now. Corey Day, hey, if you're in the chat right now, hit us up. You're going to get an extra vote. Player golf, use promo code WHR. It's actually World Hockey RPT. 
We'll mess that one up. For player golf, you're going to hook yourself up some free swag. You hop in the chat right now. Use the hashtag WHROTChallenge. Corey Day picks it up. Oh, it looks like the kid Adam's on the line here before his big game. Trout, what's going on, buddy? Do I got you? We may or may not have Adam. TBD. Guess we will find out. He should be on the line, though, if we do get him. Anderson, the game winner. Shout out to everyone who's chimed in. I mean, this makes playoffs so much more fun when we get the WHROT challenge going. Keeps us all engaged. Shout out Player Golf for making it happen. Shout out Lord Co. Auto Parts for helping put on the show here because it's been thrilling. Oh, Cord, our guy got in. Cord, picked Anderson. Be sure to use it. WHROT challenge. Let us know in the comments your thoughts on this game. Comment of the night. You know already. Get you an extra entry in for that Pro Rock gift package. Hockey stick. They're going to hook you up. They're great too. Great hockey sticks. Wow. What a game. What a game for. What a series so far. Was this not one of Carey Price's best games of the playoffs? I'm not meaning he had to make 55 saves, go all Yarrow Halak on us, but this was a game where I watched Carey Price and I said, wow, that's a difference maker. That's a $10 million goaltender. That's who you spend your money on. I thought it was one of his better performances of the playoffs. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm wrong. Sure, it's been a disappointing series up until this point, but I think end of the day, End of the day in this one, Carey Price is your difference maker tonight. You have to kill so many, I, you know, it's a four-minute minor. Oh, we got Katie on the line here. Katie, what's going on? Do I got you? What's up? I couldn't say no oh. to that. What's your thoughts on game four? Anderson wins. Do we have a series? Man, I'm so jacked up right now. <laughs> What a game. I just love overtime and elimination games. That was so sick. And I know yeah, I Anderson Yeah. We got Adam. We got Adam on as well. I, I'm rooting for game seven. That's all I care about in the Stanley Cup. If it's two teams I really don't give a damn about. But end of the day, Carey Price was a difference maker for Montreal. Josh Anderson gets it done when they need a clutch player. He's kind of just that sandpaper type guy who can get it done at both ends of the ice, makes a huge defensive play after a big penalty kill, goes down, and, you know, he causes havoc, scores a goal. Adam, what's going on, buddy? Give me your thoughts on game four. Well, I had ASHL for, for a large portion of it, so what I did lose. miss it. You know, I was, I was able to see the start and finish. Um, our guy, Garrett Pilon, did a number on our team today, so we lost, but I... It just like I, I saw the first and, and uh, kind of ending there, but it seemed like a classic Montreal win, you know, go down, but find a spark, have Carey Price play well. And I mean, obviously the, they're they're down 3 nothing or 3-1 now, but at the end of the day, Carey Price wasn't very good in any of the three games until now. So, I mean, some bad, some bad luck in game two there, but overall I think that as soon as Carey Price played well, it was kind of a different story. Sorry, Katie, give her. Oh, I was just going to say, I think this was the best, like, complete game they played in the finals. Like, their entries, their exits were the best. Like, they 
this momentum was swinging quite a bit, but they didn't ever look quite as out of it as they did in the other ones. It, oh, and Nick Suzuki. Adam, go back and watch that full game and just keep your eye on him the entire time. Just what oh, an absolute unit out there. I took a I took a shot at Vegas, and I'm sure our buddy Tyler Cash won't be happy, but I was like, there's a certain team who's out right now. If they had Nick Suzuki, they'd probably probably be playing <laughs> right now. But no, he's he's incredible. And looking back, how many guys has Montreal tried getting to be their number one center? And sure enough, they found it, obviously. And I mean, I, I feel bad for Cockneyemi because I don't think he was a problem by any means. But Jake Evans gave them gave them a nice boost, and he was pretty key there on the on the penalty kill in overtime. Would you guys have started the lineup that they went with tonight? Like, were you surprised about Cockneyemi or Tatar? Uh, I thought I think Tatar just seems like second highest goal scorer. Yeah, Tatar just seems like he's kind of been out out of favor there the whole year. Um, I, the D pairings I wasn't surprised about at all because they, they weren't really getting anything from John Merrill and they could only really play Gustafson six minutes a game and honestly they had nothing to lose and sure enough Romanov scores I mean he I guess on the sports net panel they kind of took a shot at him for the tying goal but they, they needed something you couldn't just go back with the same guy you've been losing with What does Tampa got to do here differently going into game five you think they're going to lock it up at home Go for it, um, oh yeah, well, you know, they just gotta get the pucks in deep. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I think that they had a lot of su- success in the first couple of games, getting traffic on Price. Like, I mean, through screens, he's been he's been kind of abysmal, and and that's what Kelly said that his weakness was. So, I think Tampa's got to play a little dirtier. But for for Montreal, I I don't want to say they discovered some, something, but you even tweeted at Cody where I was like, this is the first game they showed an ounce of piss in them, themselves and Shea Weber's taking out point there. And I mean, Sherrod, I think had eight or nine hits tonight too. So for Tampa, I like, obviously you're up three, one going home. I, I don't think you'd be, be too worried, but they need more from, I want to say like the Stamposes of the world, because right now, I mean, Stamkos has to be better. Hedman's clearly hurt. Like, it's been their depth guys just kind of kind of got it done for them. I don't think there's anything that they necessarily need to do differently. Like they easily this game could have just gone the other way just as easy. But the power play is a big one. Like I thought it was kind of funny that Montreal's season comes down to a four minute penalty kill, like heading into overtime. It's just like against the hottest power play in the league. Like they've kind of got to sort that out. But also, like I said, it it could go either way. Like the Lightning, I think, hit three posts this game. So if those are off by like half an inch, this game, the series is over. So I think they kind of need to just stick with their game plan. They're such a good team. They're heading back home. But yeah, my only thing would be the uh, the power play. If only That's so post- hard. That's so hard. Hey, Cody, to get a power play at the start of at the start of overtime, like the first 45 seconds of that power play, they, they were barely even in the zone. They're acting just nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough, and especially because I, I feel like you overthink it in the dressing room. And now I clearly was never on the power play to start an overtime. But from a player's perspective, <laughs> I mean, 
you kind of get that opportunity before where you get 30 seconds to a minute in you kind of snap it around a little bit the ice is kind of shitty so all of a sudden you're maybe not feeling it now coming at the start of the period you're overthinking it the ice is a little bit faster the other team's more well rested they're able to game plan they know what to expect so you've got to try to think of something else and i feel like you just overthink it and that's what it looked like from tampa's perspective they were forcing some plays they don't don't normally make usually they're snapping around they're going outside inside finding point in the middle like they did multiple times in the first period and over time none of that was happening and i feel like they were just gripping their sticks a little bit too tight and how can you not you got a chance for one goal that wins you the Stanley Cup. were you guys surprised that point came back for yeah. the no what, i feel what, like it's just like play what happens if that goal was in and they kept playing, and Hedman goes and blows out Braden Point's knee with a oh. shot. Can you imagine? Like, oh I love Point as much as the next, but that's a nightmare there. I was waiting. I was like, please, please, if this is a goal, just hit the buzzer now before someone eats one of these. And sure enough, five seconds later, Braden Point takes one of the kneecap. I thought it was his series done. Man, that's what happened to that's what happened to Darian Duran when you're on a on a delayed offside. He he just got he got hurt in the rider season was over. Today. Home opener. <laughs> oh man, that was uh it, it was something else. And honestly, I enjoyed game four. I thought Montreal looked a lot meaner. I thought they looked a lot tougher. Do you think they stick with the same lineup? Any chance they make changes? I mean, I feel like Eric Gustafson's definitely stapled into the box now. I don't know. It was hard to analyze Kulak. There was a couple where I feel like he was out of position on his rare shifts out there. But again, if it's not broke, don't fix it. This is the only game they've won in the series. I feel like you can't change it if you're Ducharme. I would keep exactly how it was tonight. Hockey's such a mental game. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Then you get into the Vegas situation of where, where Robin Leonard steals a game, and then all of a sudden they go back to Flurry for for whatever reason. Yeah. But I think you gotta you gotta stick with it. Can we talk about the idiots of Twitter wanting Jake Allen to start? Can we? Can where we talk? was that? No, no, no. Bench oh, those people. They're benched. <laughs> <laughs> there you go quack stats benching right there no there there was legit people being like okay do we go with jake allen in game four it, it's insane some of the stuff people think about adam now i know we've had it out with tampa bay i don't know where katie's at with tampa bay fans they it's a love-hate relationship to say the least with world hockey report and them but like <laughs> this this jane caster if they lose this has to be like all-time wallpaper like you probably just got to quit your job at this point don't you if this comes as a sweep like it just makes like it i don't want to say like win humbly because nobody nobody ever does that but in the last year and a half they pretty much went from having the most irrelevant football team their baseball team went to the world series and they still somehow are the most irrelevant team in baseball and i mean the lightning used to play in a conference center in their early existence they missed the playoffs 15 straight years so now they get they get Steve Yzerman to to run their team and Al Murray from Saskatchewan, of course, to run their uh, pro scouting and amateur scouting department. But I I don't know, like it just they get a couple wins here. Like if they're Boston, say whatever you want. But I mean, for her to say that and whatever, I I mean it's it's something. I obviously you know how we feel about Tampa and 
any little thing you would tweet about them back when they they got swept by Columbus because their top guys were embarrassing themselves. You thought that we're we're I don't even know what you would thought, but it, it was ridiculous. But yeah, I've, I've had it with Tampa. Katie, you want to add some fuel to this fire with our love hate relationship with Bolts fans? I have no beef with them whatsoever. I've been with you guys for ten minutes, so I'd, like, I'm the newest member of World Hockey Report, so I have absolutely zero stake in that game. But they did. A few of them were on me because they thought that I was. Remember that misunderstanding, Cody, about Kucherov, where I was like, "There's absolutely no way that he was hurt right up until then," and then everybody was calling me a loser and saying I was stupid. So I don't. Maybe I'm not in with World or with Tampa fans. I, I don't think. I any also time think you- that. Uh, Occupy Tampa fans automatically hate you. Yeah, I was trying I'll, to like uh, make the same point they were making. <laughs> they they don't even know who uh, Marty St. Louis is. No, but I mean, I think that like Julian Breezeblog gets way too much credit. He traded like first round picks for a couple fourth liners. Like obviously they won the cup, but he honestly did nothing with this team, and it's just like. Oh, he deserves all the credit in the world because Tamp because Steve Eiserman built this team. Like you know, I cannot wait. And if they do win the cup, I really hope that they don't. But if anyone knows it, the tweets come and like, "Congrats to Tampa on your first legitimate Stanley Cup," and it's just going to set off fireworks. No, they, that that won't even come though. That won't even come because people talk about the salary cap and the state tax. Like, yeah, they like wouldn't it, have a bigger asterisk than ever because everybody's so pissed about the cap situation. This is the one that they wouldn't accept over any of them. It's a take and a half in the chat there. Um, yeah, good job. I, yeah, good I, job. I, hey, any anyone in the right mind, Zach is going to take Gidger over Kucherov. Yeah, I, I mean, for, <laughs> for Tampa, like it's. I think Kucherov had more goals in one game than Gaudreau had in his last like twenty playoff games. But, anyways, that's it's not a game. Are we talking I mean, no, it's like it's what what the what they're doing is within the rules. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bitch and complain about it. it's it's within the rules. It's, I mean, like it it is legit that they are eighteen million dollars over the salary cap, but like. It's it's within the rules, so I can't really say anything. Also, sorry, our country sucks at taxes. Hey, I mean, you know, maybe maybe we do I, have our to. Our country sucks at vaccines too. Uh, we suck at all. I, we, I was gonna I was gonna blame if if they lost. I was gonna like put out a tweet. I don't even know who the Quebec premier is, but I was gonna like tag him. And I was just gonna be like blame this guy or blame Trudeau for not having a full barn. Full barn. Montreal wins both of them. Everyone knows that. Oh. Here's a here's a philosopher John Cooper at the get at, at it again. What could have we done different? Probably not hit as many posts. Like he, like, like I think John Cooper is an excellent coach, but all his analogies and all his like philosophies at every time they lose a game, it's it's crazy. Uh, but I don't want to brag, but I just made this point about the posts. I mean, basically, yeah, John you, and I are on the same page. I like John Cooper. <laughs> That's you the can, game plan. <laughs> If you yeah. wanted to live, or if you to live in Florida, you could coach the Lightning. It's that easy. Go be a Florida man. I thought you hated Florida, though. Maybe not hate Florida, like the the Tampa Bay team, but the people, not the exact people, but the state. <laughs> 
I don't want I don't want to offend I don't want to offend too many people tonight. But again, we're getting into the vaccine talk in the group or in the the chat, so we should probably keep this thing somewhat somewhat on the rails. Hey, uh, how are your guys' Stanley Cup final picks coming along? Uh, I got Adam, Habs and six. I'll let you go first. <laughs> yeah, I, I had Habs and six, but I also had them in six against Vegas, and nobody else did so. Uh, can, congrats on the semifinals. Everyone knows it counts in the actual final. I had also, seven. Like a finals with an S on the end of it. That is like number one pet peeve. They were talking about pet peeves the other day on TSN, and I was like, James, James Duthie he goes, oh yeah, like what's he goes the worst the worst quotes in hockey are you're not in trouble until you lose on home home ice and uh, a two goal leads the worst lead in hockey. Our, our producer yeah. James timing in here saying we got a reverse sweep incoming what are the odds right now i seen i seen someone uh put a hundred dollar ticket i think it was aaron with vegas squares might have actually posted it you put a hundred dollar ticket it's to win like five grand for montreal to come back on this one what are the mm-hmm. odds adam you adam, you checked well, it out. well you didn't you just say well it's probably different now but i, I mean if you would have if you would have done that at the start, you would have got like 13 grand had they won the cup. Yeah, I know Philly P had a 50 to one ticket on him. So that's, that's nuts. Yeah. No, yeah, so, it was more yeah. than it was one, one, I think it was 125 when they were down three, one. That's something else there. Okay. Adam, Katie, what's our uh, predictions here for game number five? Tampa Wednesday night, right? Wednesday night one. Yep. Go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> oh, not my name whatsoever. Um, I'm gonna say the Tampa closes it out. That, that's not a prediction. That's just literally just like uh, we need scores. We need in depth. Oh, got like overtime. Predictions. No, I'm gonna say four-one. Uh, Who gets the winner? Um, Braden Point. It's a good one. As long as Victor Hedman doesn't try to take out his other knee. <laughs> I'm going to go Montreal for nothing. Okay. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm trying to sense any sarcasm here, but a 4 nothing <laughs> win on the road in game five, that might just make everyone fall all over. Just for nothing. Love- for nothing. Four nothing, and then they increase capacity to thirty seven hundred, and instead of thirty five hundred, they compromise. Mm. And they let Did in two hundred people who are fully vaccinated, and they have to sit in the penalty box. Just cram them all in there. I'll never understand that. All these fans are so close together, and there's like full sections that are just empty. It's like who spaced these people out? I can't. I don't have an answer to that. But did I just see a Flames twenty twenty two champs in the chat? Yeah, yeah. Zach's coming in with the heat tonight. Zach, that is deeply upsetting. <laughs> I was. I see. Look at hey, Zach. I'm with you. I think that you know Johnny Gaudreau leads the league in scoring next year. Maybe they bring right. back right. and the Flames win the twenty twenty two cup. <laughs> they would have to turn over ninety five percent of their roster if they want a chance to win the cup. 
at least. <laughs> they just trade okay, Kachuk for Connor McDavid. Yeah, get out of here. I'll, I'll wrap I up the segments. Run. That was. We'll talk to you guys on uh, Wednesday. I guess it is game five. Then. Okay. Thanks for letting me pop on. I'll chat with you guys later. Adam, uh, got to have early game, or you didn't even let us know. Did you score? Yeah, I scored on a. I got a breakaway and I went posting in on the second goal of the year. Cole End has twenty in three games, and I have two in three games. So it's uh, it's getting pretty close. Is that good? Twenty in three games. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't play NHL games, so. It's that. Come on, yeah, he's only got like. Yeah. Huh? He's only got like one more than you. Seven. He played seven? Yeah, he played seven. No way. Okay. Okay, wow. I am way off there. Johnny versus the world. Okay, the group chat's wild. Any other hockey news you want to uh, talk about or bring up that you, you, you hop on here on a Monday night? I don't want to just, you know, shut your mouth. If you got any hot takes, you got to get out. Well, I mean, I think that Oilers fans get one one like name in a trade and they just go crazy because they think that their team's going to mess it up so badly. They're just like damaged. Like Duncan Keith, like, so it's like basically like everybody's like Duncan Keith retains some salary for Caleb Jones or whatever. And Chicago gets Seth Jones for whomever, because that's get the boys together, whatever. But like, I mean, all the, all the Oilers fans are like, Oh yeah. Like, um, I can't believe we would get Duncan Keith. He stinks, whatever. But it's like, look, his D partners the last two years were two kids that were 20 and 21 years old or something. Like, they're good, going to be good players. But, I mean, I, I think you'd have more success with Adam Larson on the right side opposed to Adam Boakvist. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think for Edmonton it makes sense. And I think that, that I saw a tweet where an Oilers fan said that uh, Caleb Jones is the next Shea Theodore, um, which is which is that to ATN. I mean, he can even make the Oilers lineup when their left side of their defense was Chris Russell, uh, Will Lagason, and then they had to trade a third round pick for like Dmitry Kulikov or something like that. So I mean, not. I feel like that'd be a good trade for them to make. Um, and yeah, I think for Chicago, it just seems like they're. I think it's going to get crazy, though, don't you? Like, kind of post-cup, kind of expansion draft. I think that's it's going to get crazy. I hope it does. And obviously, everyone knows I root. You say this every year, though, hey? Like, everybody's yeah. like, oh, be aware, be aware. Talk is cheap. That's that's what it comes down to. I don't want to dive too much into the Oilers. Well, you know, we'll obviously have full postseason shows where we will, you know, kind of dissect this a little bit more. But if you're going to bring in Duncan Keith and if you're going to, dare I say, half-ass build your team, why not go all in? Why not bring in a Seth Jones? Why not bring in a Dougie Hamilton? Why not learn from the teams that were in the Stanley Cup semifinals this year and build your team from the back end out? What makes it so difficult for these teams to be like, oh, I don't want to give up Dylan Holloway. I don't want to risk Kyler Yamamoto. I don't want to do this. You know, maybe we don't give up Caleb Jones. Maybe we look at other prospects. I don't want to lose draft picks. You have to build your team from the back end out. 
these teams that are all top heavy and not top heavy by players, but by forwards, they're not doing anything come playoff time. So the Oilers positioning here, I don't know what Ken Holland's going to do. Yeah. And I mean, for them even to look, I want as like somebody who watches the Oilers and wants Connor McDavid to do as well as anyone. I, I mean, for them, if Arizona is asking prices their first round pick for Darcy Kemper, I don't understand how you don't do that. Where it's like, we're going to hope that we get Sebastian Kosa at 19, wait three or four years for him, and then have him, Connor McDavid, be like 29 or 30, opposed to just getting Darcy Kemper and going all in and, and having a legit guy. Because by all accounts, Koskinen is back. By all accounts, I mean, Mike Smith should be back, but like, who knows? And there's so much expansion draft stuff. And obviously I think that's why Nashville traded Arvidsson, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Well, I think Nashville just wanted to blow up their team and now they just pissed everyone off by making a half-assed trade. That's well, uh, I didn't get that either. Cause it's like LA probably has just, they've just stockpiled draft picks. I'm pretty sure for the last couple of years trading like, Derek Forberts to the Flames and Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh, like just guys that they don't need. So, I mean, yeah, those it's, are all it's a good third or fifth rounders. Yeah, and I mean that's basically how they ended up getting Arvidsson, right? So, and they have all these prospects that they don't even know what to do with them. So, eventually, you got to make a move to make your team better. And if you look at the Pacific Division next year, you're going to have an expansion team. The Canucks and Flames, who who knows? The Anaheim, who knows? San Jose, no. And then Edmonton. So it's like like a, that division's wide open too. And yeah, shout out to Vlad Jr. He's tremendous. What did he do? I just seen that in the chat happen. I I think he just wanted to give him they didn't even play tonight, but he might be MVP, probably not right now. But I mean I respect yeah, baseball I, on the show. Yeah, I like I like baseball. Somebody just put the Leafs with a laughing face, and for the Leafs, I think that they're kind of screwed here too because it's like, well, you're gonna run it back with the same team. You're gonna lose Zach Hyman, who's your heart and soul. You're gonna lose Freddie Anderson, and like, who are you replacing these guys with? So, like that, I don't think there's a way they can get better. So I like they're just banking on Mitch Marner scoring a playoff goal and not taking delay of game penalties or like I, I don't get it. Well, I think that they're like you can't work out like a sign in trade with a Seth Jones or something if you're Toronto. I don't know. Again, I will be harsh on the teams that just build straight forwards. You know, that's it's never been proven. I mean, what team Washington, I don't know. They had a pretty damn good back end, if you think about it. Pittsburgh, great back end. They got good goaltending when they needed it. There hasn't been a team of recent that has just been absolutely loaded up front and the back end's just scrubs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, look at Montreal. Their top four defensemen literally don't come off the ice and they're they're dialed in the whole time. So it's it's a clearly a proven factor. And even Tampa, like you look at, like their bottom pairing of, I don't, I don't want to say bottom pairing, but Savard and Sergachev play a lot together, and that's kind of their second or third pairing. Like that'd be a top pairing on twelve or thirteen teams in the league, pretty much. So you look at that, but yeah, it's crazy. 
Cody equals great back end. I will take that as an ass comment and I will run with that. Out of anything else you got, doesn't matter to this game, whatever. No, I, I mean, I think that's that's all good. Obviously, rest in peace to to the Columbus goalie that died. I don't want to try to pronounce his name. Mattis Kublenix, I think it is. But, I mean, he had, yeah, he had a shout-out against Canada, I believe, at the, the World Championship a month ago. And I think, like, I, I, I hate talking hypothetical, but I think if Columbus moved to goalie, he was the guy who was going to step in and, and play in the NHL next year. So, I mean, it's it's obviously a terrible accident it's sad so rest in peace to him it 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 was crazy it was shocking it was i mean i I never met matisse but again he he played minnesota league with a bunch of guys that i knew and played with like this guy started off in you know the bottom ranks he was a guy who left latvia when he was young came over grinded it out in the bottom like the the absolute piss pits of junior hockey worked his way up to the NAL, then to the USHL, and he made the jump from the USHL to the American League. I mean, this guy, everyone had the same things to say. Positive attitude, work hard, right mindset, just just a great guy all around. I knew guys who had roomed with him and stuff, and just it, it's tragic, it's heartbreaking, and, and I mean, just, just gone too soon. It's as simple as that. Adam, you're, you're you know former media guy. We'll go with that. Former media, current media guy. Did did you like the way how Sportsnet handled it? Because I had an issue with it. I thought that was something that should have been brought up. I mean, it, it, the NHL has had multiple tragic incidents. Whether you think of Colby Cave, Matisse Kivlinex, you know, there's there's multiple of these things that rock the hockey world. This is the biggest story. Nothing else should matter. And it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that they waited 21 minutes to mention his name on you know, Sportsnet hockey broadcast about the NHL. Yeah. Um, well, look, if you, if this is a little bit different, but it's similar enough. The Oilers had to play a game the same day that they watched Colby Cave's funeral. Like that's, that's pretty much all you really need to know about how these types of situations get handled. I mean, I, I really don't understand. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, it's a player in the NHL literally, like, died today. And it's like, we you can't mention him until 21 minutes in the broadcast. Like, you're not doing it on, like, let's just say, like, a radio show. You're not just going to, like, you know, talk about it if you're, like, a general, like, Edmonton or Toronto radio show. Like, you like, pay your specs at the right time. But for sports that hockey in Canada, national audience, getting the most views you've ever had for a Stanley Cup final probably should be you know, like viewers aside you like you probably definitely should mention it so um yeah definitely an issue there disappointing it was just disappointing that's that's the biggest thing is you see someone who put in the time and effort went through all these realms to get to the best hockey league in the world and sportsnet can't give them the time of the day at the start of the broadcast they you know they bury it they throw it in front of commercial break that's the easy thing to do I don't know. It's just disappointing on my end. But no, I appreciate you bringing that up. We'll dive into more stuff. Hey, maybe we'll end up doing a Friday show or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe this gets pushed to a game seven and we go all out. Who knows? Adam, buddy, uh, appreciate it. Get home safe from your uh, beer league game. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Peace out. Cheers, buddy. Adam Erman Trout right there. Follow him on Twitter at A. Erman Trout. I'm on Twitter at Janner31. We're wrapping this one up. 
what a game. What a goal. Josh Anderson wins it in overtime. Shout out to everyone who used WHR OT challenge. I, I, I wanted to wrap it up and I wanted to get to a couple of thoughts from, you know, Matisse Kivlinix. And let, let, let's start this off with his first win. I thought this was an emotional one. Here's the call. The Jackets defend. Jones goes down to a knee. There's a Banajan on the puck. And the game is over. The Blue Jackets have won their fifth straight game. And they pour off the bench to Matisse Kiplenix. His first National Hockey League victory happens in Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. He- what a feeling for the kid right there. That's the, It just gives you goosebumps. And then come the world, so in the last game he played, a, a huge shutout against Canada. Best player of Team Latvia. Asko in this medalist, no more. Number 18, Matis Kivalinix. Kivalinix might not have been the man that the Latvians had hoped to be the number one goaltender in the tournament. But he stands tall this one with a shutout against Canada. Kivalinix. Uh, man, that's a tough one. It's a tough one in the hockey world. Our thoughts and prayers go out to him, his family, his friends. You hate to see it. You know, Fourth of July, one of everyone's favorite holidays, especially if you're in the states. Just it sets a somber mood now that that happens to an NHL goaltender with such a bright future. You know, he's a 1996, same same age as me. I mean, gone too soon. Rest in peace. It's a tough one. It's a tough one to think about. It's a tough one to talk about. I, you know, kind of at a loss for words. Kind of at a loss for words for it. It's been tough. I mean, we lose, you lose Colby, Colby K, former Swift Current Bronco. Now you lose another young goaltender with such a bright future. Just, you know, salt of the earth guy from everything that everyone had talked about. I know David Savard talked before the game about playing with them. Um, you know, Nick Foligno. There's, there's been so many comments and stories, and you, you love to see people remembered for the right reasons. You know, M- Matisse is definitely one of those guys. And again, you know, works his way up from the Minnesota League. That says enough about him. I mean, just the the hard work, the effort, the determination, I- incredible. And again, our thoughts, our prayers, our condolences. All you know. Kivlinix, all his friends, family, everyone back home in Latvia. We're thinking of him from World Hockey Report and here. I got to wrap this thing up here. Thanks to 12 Ounce Sports. Jeff back down at the 12 Ounce Sports Studios. James Sutherland, regular show producer. Adam Trout, Katie Caldwell. And of course, the great sponsors who do make this show possible. It would be at full fun without managing them. From Lord Co. Auto Parts. Shop, shop in Alberta for our auto parts. Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. They're the absolute best in the stick game. Cocoa Vodka, Cocoa Rum, Lime Pineapple coming out next. New Tallboy Cans are here. Quack Stats, the most advanced players tracking technology. You got to keep it rolling with the Billy Smelling Salts. Use promo code WHR. Use Player Golf. Promo code World Hockey RPT there. We'll talk about Overtime Challenge. We're still going. Shout out, Cord. Huge win. Win there. We got a second winner. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. We'll get to it though. We didn't forget about you. Your prizes are coming. Shout out player golf making it happen. Josh Anderson, overtime winner. We got game five coming up on Wednesday. We'll talk to you then. Everyone, be kind, be better. 